welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast with me, Ryan Deeds, where we help agents and brokers drive profitability through operational excellence. Hey, this is Ryan Deeds with the Digital Broker, and I appreciate you guys listening today. Our podcast is dedicated to uh, helping insurance agencies become operationally excellent through employee engagement, through leveraging technology, and through uh, building culture to push them in that direction. Big thanks to Indio. If you don't know Indio, you should. www.useindio.com. They are a solution that is dedicated to enhance your customer experience. They actually will make it more frictionless, which is what everybody is driving to. It makes you look cool. It'll be a differentiator for you, and I really think you should check them out. So today I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited a lot, but I'm really excited today because I get to have a super cool guest on, a, a guy that I met at a conference a while back. Andy Priestman with Coverdesk, and we were just at ITC together. So, Andy, cool to be hanging out with you. Thanks for being on the podcast, bro. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is an honor to be with you. And, uh, you know, ITC was a fun time and so many great things going on in the space. So, it's great to catch up with you. Man, did you? So, when you came away from ITC, was there like one or two like feelings or thoughts or take, you know, not like tactical things, but just like, was there anything that, that really caught you off guard or, or how did you feel coming out of that? You know, I think like for the first time ever, really, I've been to ITC since the beginning and, and the, the, you know, the first you know, year or the second year, it was always like, everyone's trying to figure out, well, how do you put the agent out of business? And, and this time around, and even last year, I think everyone knows the agency is very strong and, we're not going anywhere. And at the end of the day, it's about partnerships and leveraging great technology that's being built by insurtechs and, you know, carriers and, you know, all the different people that are, are at ITC and, and, you know, there's just, there's a ton of good stuff going on. So I don't know if there's one particular thing other than I think that, you know, there's just lots of partnerships to, to be had and, you know, it's just a good time to be in our space, especially as an incumbent, uh, me being an incumbent and being an agent for the last 15 years on the PNC side, I think it's, um, you know, I'd love to see, you know, other insurance friends of mine kind of get into that game too, because the other part of it, it really is, there's a lot of tech people that don't know about insurance and, you know, you know, we all got to come together to make it work. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I agree. I think that, you know, right now is probably the most exciting time that I've ever been in insurance. You know, it's definitely kind of a hot thing now. I mean, I think, I think my conceptual takeaway from ITC was just how excited people seem to be, how much energy there was, how much youth there was, you know, how many of these new startups are out there and, and how much money is flowing into the space. I mean, I remember the line in the beginning of ITC. I mean, that was insanity. I just could not yeah, get my head around how many people were there. It had to be like two miles long just, just to just to get your badge, right? Yeah, man, that was nuts. I mean, and so, you know, I, I think that it, and it, and it does provide a space where you can have organic time together. 
um, some of the, my AssureX firms got some time with with you guys and some other uh, InsureTech firms. It helps them kind of figure out where things are moving and what's happening in the space, who's broker centric and who's not. And so, I mean, I think that it's a it's one of those conferences that you you might not get a lot of tactical out of, but strategically you come away from it with almost like a renewed sense of purpose or vigor or something because it's so exciting. There's so much out there. There's so much opportunity. I mean, did you get that same sense of, of feeling? Yeah. I mean, really, uh, there's so much excitement going on. There's so much opportunity out there, uh, you know, really yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it was exciting to be there. And I think that at the end of the day, I don't know, I, I just, everything about InsureTech, and I've been kind of chasing it for a while, trying to figure out you know, what do I want out of it, whether that was in my own insurance agency, you know, that, that I'm involved in, and then also at CoverDesk. And, you know, I met every year I've gone to ITC, I've always come away with wonderful contacts, great opportunities, and I just can't think of a better place to be um, and be a part of, you know, what's going on. Cause it's, it's a big deal. Yeah, man. It's really super is. cool. Un- unreal. So you've got a, a, a business, a company and it's called CoverDesk. Correct. CoverDesk. And, and so walk me through the mission, the vision, what is CoverDesk? What does it do? What problems does it solve? How did you come up with it? Where did it come from? All sure. that good stuff. So CoverDesk is an office-based virtual assistant company in the Philippines. And the way that we started before it was CoverDesk, it was at Greenway Insurance in our agency. And we had hired one virtual assistant and we said, can we give this person eight hours of work a day? And if so, what would they do? And it turned out that we could and we did it over and over and over. And I had some friends that were in the business that said, Andy, you know, I want to do this in my agency. And uh, I said, okay, let me help you out. We did that a few times. And uh, at the end of the day, we really saw that there's this gigantic void and need. People need to handle the back office, the 10 to $15 an hour work that's being done by licensed account managers and agents, you know, whoever's working in the agency shouldn't, shouldn't be doing those things. So, you know, we hired virtual assistants to do that. CoverDesk launched January of 2018. And we started with a few clients and then we got one client that said, Andy, uh, we need 20 people. And I said, 20 people, we don't even have an office in the Philippines. When we first started, everyone was home-based. They were working out of their houses and we were using Amazon Workspace, uh, virtual desktop computers to make sure that it was safe and secure. Um, and we had uh, everything that we needed to have and, and know. And so I said, 20 people, okay, let me see what I can do. And then I get a call a couple weeks later from their operations manager. And they said, hey, the owners are going to Manila. They want to meet with you and your team, and, and they're going to go meet other, other call centers. So I said, okay. Uh, so we met them, and you know, here we are. Um, we're actually doing business together. And you know, our largest client has about 42 people, and they all work uh, in their agency on their line of business application. So inside their management system and all the things that they're doing in their day to day. So, you know, it all started kind of with that one client um, that said, Hey, we need 20 people and we have an office in Manila. We actually have three sites and we're trying to consolidate into two. We actually ran out of space in our office and um, we have a new office. that's being, it's just about done. Actually, we're going to move in uh, probably in the next like week or two. 
holds about 120 people and we'll have room for growth and eventually we'll have the entire floor for both shifts. We typically run a um, night shift in the Philippines, which is a our US hours. So they're working our, our business hours at the end of the day. Nice. And I mean, and so when I look out at the space today, we've got a couple competitors, right? Major, major players in that space, right? We've got uh, Resource Pro is probably the one that I'm most familiar with. And then we've got Patra, we got Marble Box, and then there's a, a few others out there. I mean, <clears throat> when you look at CoverDesk and when you were kind of analyzing why it was good to bring it in, where, where there were some entrenched competitors, I mean, what was the advantage that you felt that CoverDesk could provide from that standpoint? I mean, what, what was the, the business logic that you were using to, to say, hey, these are the issues that these guys have. We didn't go that direction. We went and did our own thing because of why and why does that make sense for other agencies maybe? Sure. So, you know, for, for us, um, I think those are all great companies that you mentioned. Um, we really offer a client facing solution. So our virtual assistants can talk to clients. They can talk to banks and mortgage companies. They can talk to carriers. They can talk to your office um, and they can communicate. And I'm not saying that those companies can't do that. I, I think they probably do that pretty well. But at the end of the day, we provide a solution of client facing virtual assistants that speak great English. They can communicate. They work well on teams. And I think that's, that's a big component of what we do. I think there's a lot of great companies out there that, that can do the back office really, really well, but they can't, they can't be client facing because of uh, a language barrier um, that might be in the way. And so, you know, as one of the things that I look at when I look at a Patra or a resource pro is kind of the time of implementation, you know, sometimes uh, there's a minimum required number of people, um, some kind of minimum commitment, and then some operational time to get that in place. You know, from, from your or my conversations, it sounds like for you guys, you've spun up employees pretty rapidly. Can you talk me through that? Yeah, so we've developed a foundation skills training. And at the end of the day, our, our clients are working at the direct control. I'm sorry, our VAs are working at the direct control of our clients. So they have managers in the office, They've got, they, they need support. We are looking for clients that really want to be engaged with the VAs. So we develop what's called a foundation skills training. And we do about a four week training, which typically our training has mainly been for personal line shops. And at the end of the day, we're building out a new commercial lines training program, but we do two weeks of foundation skills training, which gives you a lot of the customer service support, uh, how to do the certificates of insurance, how to quote, insurance policies. So we're, we're working on that. And it looks, it's about four weeks. And then we do ask that our clients continue that training after, after we're done. And to, to help with that continue, because this is really a, you're providing an employee that plugs directly into the team that gets there at eight o'clock that works for the team that the team can then say, hey, Sharon, or whatever the name is, do these tasks. I mean, it, it's, it's the agency's responsibility to figure out just like you did with your guy when you started you fill that person with eight hours it's the agency's responsibility to leverage that effectively is that kind of how that works they're, they're part of your workflow so you know if you're on ams 360 you're on you know you know whatever system you're on you know they're going to be a part of the workflow and as long as you give them the work and they know how to do it and somebody's there managing them they're they're going to get the work done 
Um, but they've got to be a part of the process. They need to be treated just like any other employee that you have in your office. And the idea behind hiring a virtual assistant is to create additional capacity for your current employees in your office. So they can work on things that are going to make you money and drive retention um, and really help your operation from an efficiency standpoint. And make the employer happy, employee happier too, 100%. right? 100%. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's so many know. things that employees are doing that they hate doing every single day. And, and I think that, you know, if you can plug one or two virtual assistants in at a time or beyond that, um, they're going to create different departments in your organization that you never once had, whether that's a personal line shop that needs help with mortgagee changes and they do them all day long every day or certificates of insurance and you've got thousands of certs to get out. Um, or a quoting department um, that's quoting small business insurance for, um, you know, just smaller accounts or personal lines accounts that, um, you know, you've got all these policyholder requested remarkets every single month. So we've seen agencies, you know, build out teams of people and Coverdesk also has a team of people called Coverdesk Direct. So if you're a, an agency and you want personal lines quoting, you know, we'll do that personal lines quoting on demand from it's end-to-end -end quoting where, you know, here, here's a bindable quote at the end of the day, um, as long as we know your carriers and, and, and how you want it done. Right, as long as, so the account manager could indicate, hey, take it to these three markets and they email it off and then you guys do the work and the account manager receives an email back or some kind of communication saying, here are the quotes. Is that kind of how that yeah, works? Uh, yeah, it goes right back to the account manager for presentation. That's exactly how that works, 100%. That's that's awesome because I mean, one of the things I hear account managers say all the time is, you know, that that is the the most arduous problem. You know, is filling out these multiple portals, getting the quotes uh, on both small commercial and PL. You know, I mean, that's that those are problematic for both of those areas from an employee satisfaction, like I like what I do, kind of stuff. Yeah, hundred so percent. You know, I think I think. You know, there's people that are just staring at their phone saying, please don't ring again. I don't need <laughs> another quote to do today. I already have enough. And it's, it's, it's just, you know, how many times, you know, you know, especially in personal lines, you're, you're having to do things over and over and over. And, and, and it's, it's um, so repetitive. And, it, and I guess really it's commercial lines and personal lines, depending on how many carriers you're trying to get to. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we're there to really provide the people and the capacity and we're building out some technology that's going to make us a little bit quicker and faster to get some of those things done, which we're super excited about. What's, what's some of the more off the wall stuff you've seen your VA has been asked be asked to do? Is there anything that struck you as odd or outside the pale a little bit? You know, I don't think there's anything that's too odd. I mean, typically our people are coming from the call center industry. So they're working for big companies like Citibank, Verizon, AT&T, PayPal, Uber, and they're used to taking hundreds of calls a day, typically from angry clients. You know, my internet doesn't work. My cell phone doesn't work type of calls. Um, but what we've really seen is when they, when they get to cover desk, you know, we've created a really a family and we treat people like family and, the work they're doing is just a lot easier than working in a call center that is pretty toxic. So, you know, I, I know that doesn't really answer your question on, you know, what, what things have they done that might be a little bit different, but I'd say you don't need to hire a virtual assistant only to do back office insurance work. If you need somebody to do your newsletter or your Facebook or your Instagram or your Twitter or your social media, 
three to five times a week, they can do those things. We've seen clients really utilize VAs in other ways too, such as like, if you need somebody that has a skill set on how to edit videos or how to, uh, I need a graphic designer. You know, we've, we've hired VAs that are graphic designers to uh, not just do insurance, but to, to do other things that the agency also needs, where you might be hiring that person in the US or using a, a contracted service where you might be able to have your own full-time person just because it's a little bit less money. Right, and they get to know the, 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 the corporate feel a little bit better and all that stuff. So now I dig that. And then, I mean, what, what's the expense of these folks? What does it typically cost? Is this an annual thing? Uh, if I go to CoverDesk and I want to get a VA, what's that? Walk me through the process, the billing, all that jazz. Yeah, so we have some startup costs. You know, it's typically about $1,900 to get going with us. And we're a newer company, so we've got some of these fees and, and really just – to pay for equipment like computers and monitors and, and things like that and our training that we put our virtual assistants through. So we've got, we've got that side of it. And then from a cost standpoint, we're probably really um, underpriced to be honest with you. We're $12 an hour, which is about $24,000 a year. And, and that's all in. So we've got a covered S cloud fee, which we can kind of get into if anyone's interested, but we charge $120 a month for the covered S cloud, which consists of our, virtual desktop computer. We use a product that monitors the virtual assistant, and then we provide IT support as well to the line of business applications that our, our VAs are using for the client inside of our system. So, you know, fairly inexpensive. I don't think you can hire somebody for, you know, $24,000 a year in the United States and, and really get any sort of quality. Um, so our, our people are going to be equivalent of, um, you know, somebody that's going to be higher end uh, here in, in the U.S. Well, I think there's a big difference today than there was five years ago, right? Five years ago, we talked outsourcing, and we talked reduction of jobs. I mean, that's, that was what the fear was in the yeah. corporate space, right? Um, if you're outsourcing, you're going to remove jobs from the states. And that's not really what I'm seeing nearly as much anymore. I'm seeing a reallocation of revenue to uh, higher level employees, to uh, employee, you know, helping employees move up in the corporate space is some of that, some of the more process driven tasks get, can get passed down to the outsourcers. Is that something you, you've seen? It, it is, you know, our, our philosophy has always been, this is not to replace anyone's job inside of an agency. This, this really is to drive capacity for, for the existing people. And, and hopefully that agencies can hire more licensed people, whether that's a producer or an account manager um, but really make people happier, like we talked about, and, and really, you know, it's, it's, there's just this transformation going on because, you know, not to blame, there's a lot of people to blame in this, I think, in terms of the business has just gotten harder. There's more things to do. There's more carriers that can't stabilize rates, you know, where it causes your client to go out and say, hey, why did my rate go up? And then you're, you're reshopping the policy, things like that. So I think that at the end of the day, um, the business has become harder. You need more people. You need more technology. And, and that's what's going on right now. So if you can take the tech and you take um, some outsourcing solution, you know, whether it's Coverdesk or another company that's out there and put those two together, I think things are going to go really, really well. And I think it's a good time to be in the insurance agency business because of that. Especially, I think, if, if the agency goes into it with patience and an open mind, right, they, they have a willingness to, to uh, fumble around with this a little bit initially, right? 
and still really have focus on making it work and figuring out how it works for them. Um, I think it, it can be hugely advantageous. I've seen certain outsourcing projects go sideways because the agency thought it was an easy button. They throw it in place. They think it's going to work. They, they don't put any effort behind it. It goes sideways on them and they get a bad taste in their mouth. Are there things that you've seen that agencies can do to try to mitigate that experience? So I, I agree 100%. I think there's a lot of people that say, oh, let me hire a VA and my problems are solved. Well, that's not the case. You know, you know, agencies need to be highly engaged in the people that you're hiring, especially somebody that's as green as a virtual assistant where, you know, we're making it easier by giving you some foundational skills training. But at the end of the day, they still need to be trained. Um, and for us, the best client, you know, that we could bring on is somebody that's got you know, one or two or three people that will take charge of the person or, or people, the VAs that are being brought on for that agency to really help them and teach them insurance. Um, and we're doing a lot of that on our end where we have operations managers and team leaders and trainers that are working with them day in and day out to teach them how to do the work. But I, I think, you know, it's a team effort. And if an agency isn't engaged, it just isn't going to work. And I've talked to all different sizes of agencies, whether it's a small agency that's, that's more of an operator that has one or two people to a person, an agency that has 200 people, you got to be 100% engaged to make it work. And, um, and there are some, some people that just say, hey, I just want the work done. I don't want to teach them how to do that. And those companies are great and they're out there. But for us, our people at CoverDesk, they are part of your team. We're even seeing clients put, you know, on, you know, some agencies have like a meet the team on their website, they're adding their VAs picture and bio to those websites because they truly are part of the team. They're answering phone calls. Um, they're calling out, out to clients and uh, really making a difference and, and helping them solve real problems. Um, and it's not just, let's have a VA do the work and then somebody in the agency has got to you know, take the work and do something else with it. I mean, they really can do something from start to finish. You know, we believe that a VA should be able to start something and then finish it and then move on to the next task and do it over and over and over. Obviously, there needs to be controls in place for quality. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, that's why you hire a VA. Well, I think, I think, like you said earlier, you know, the gamut of skills that you can bring um, pretty quickly to make that happen. And, you know, for... 24,000 a year. Is there, a, is there a time commitment limitation? Is this, is it, can I get a VA for three months or is it, I mean, what, what, what's the, what's the smallest level of time that I can get a VA for? So I will tell you, like we, we really strive to be the, the, the easy, we want to be the easy company and, and, you know, we want to do the right thing always. So we've said that we don't want a long-term contract and, you know, all we ask is that you truly give us 90 days uh, to see if this works for you. And if a client says, hey, we, this doesn't work for us, you know, then all we ask is you give us 30 days notice on, hey, this isn't going to work out. Um, we typically ask for a, a full-time commitment, which is 40 hours a week, 2,080 hours a year. Um, we do have a part-time option. So if you want a virtual assistant that's 20 hours a week, the rate's a little bit higher, but we could do a 20-hour-a-week VA, and then we typically give you 90 days to say, hey, we want this person full-time. Uh, and if they say, oh, I just want part-time, you know, we'll assign them to probably another team internally in our office. But our VAs only work 
for one client. So there isn't a shared pool of VAs that are working for multiple clients. So they're really learning the line of business applications that that agency's on. So it's going to be hard to you know, share a VA that's on Hawksoft or Sajita or AMS. Um, so we really would probably either somebody wanted part-time, we might say, hey, we've got two clients and they're all on the same management system, um, something like that. But we've only done that one time. Really, everyone that we're bringing on and are full-timers. They're all full-time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's a cool option to have for sure. I think if you're a listener and you're in the insurance agency space and you ever find yourself doing things that you wouldn't want to do, you might want to bring up CoverDesk to your leadership team. And if you're a leader, you might want to analyze it. I think it's a cool product because I believe the speed of implementation and the fact that they are um, really a, a team member reduces a lot of the communicative friction that we see in a lot of outsourcing. And that can, that can be advantageous to your profitability. Andy, man, thank you so much. If they want to get a hold of you, if they want to check this out, how do they do that? Yeah, no, thanks for having me. So the best way is just to email me, uh, which is Andy, A-N-D-Y at CoverDesk.com or go to our website, and, uh, which is CoverDesk.com and just submit uh, your information and we'll get right back to you. I mean, as we look at employee engagement, guys, I preach it all the time. You know, this is a solution that can help get that stuff that your employee, that make your employees not want to come to your office off their desk. You know, think about how well armed you would be if you were able to have a process where your employees could continue to identify things they hated to do, get it over to a VA, get that out of there. Could they, would they be happier? Would they be better employees? Would they be more passionate about your brand and your mission? I think they would be. So uh, Andy, awesome stuff, man. I dig it. Listeners, thank you so much for being a part of our journey today. And another big thanks to Indio, www.useindio.com. If you don't know them, you should check them out. They will help you create the perfect customer experience. Until next time, this is Ryan Deeds and the Digital Broker. Thanks. This podcast is brought to you by Indio Technologies. Indio simplifies the insurance application process for brokers and their clients. When using Indio, the process is fast, easy, and ENO free, saving your agency time and money. You can learn more about Indio and register for a one on one demo at www.useindio.comslash podcast. That's www dot u-s-e-i-n-d-i-o dot com slash podcast.